This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jane, so much for having me again and for you all having me here. It's um, truly such an honor. Um, I think we're going to start with one more song and then we'll go right into a little talk. Does that sound good? This seems to be a local favorite, so I'm gonna play this one. After all, I'm just actually just a servant of the songs, you know. This one's fun if you want to get up and dance a little, a little reggae. context though. So we're going to use a mantra and the mantra is prana. Say prana. Prana is in general it's the overarching life force consciousness right like chi uh, but in this case we're using it also as the upward moving life's uh, energy and life uh, force. So prana and then apana is downward flowing cycle of consciousness of life force. So say apana. Okay, and then Shushmana is the central channel along the spine, so this is where the main energy flows up and down, so we say Shushmana. And then Hari, and Hari, Hari is just this uh, expression of the divine consciousness in, in, in full uh, sustaining mode, shall we say, sustaining all of consciousness. And then we do this uh, added extra Shakti of power of Hari Har, Hari Har, Hari Har, Hari. So say Hari. Har, H-A-R, Har, Hari Har, okay? So as we're invoking these mantras, it's like it's activating this life force within us through our sound current. This is a big emphasis in the yoga tradition, the sound current, right? So prana, apana, shushmana, hari, hari har, hari har, hari har, hari. Okay. Here we go. Prana Pana Shushmana Hari 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 Breathe in this life, breathe 
into your hearts.
test, test, test. Okay. We have the wonderful Nico doing sound and all sorts of yummy stuff here. Thank you. <laughs> he was our, our fabulous sound engineer Friday night. We had a beautiful concert here, and he's done exceptional. So it's such a gift, right? Yeah. So I wanted to start my talk here, and I think that that song is a perfect segue into this talk of, on Hanuman and uh, you know, facing the challenges of our life with courage and an open heart. So <clears throat> anybody faced some challenges in the last year or two? <laughs> yeah, just so we're all in the same, you know, same arena here with, of life. Um, so, and of course in these yogic teachings, this is where this tradition of, of Hanuman and chanting mantra, they, this has been around for thousands of years, right? So obviously humanity has had its challenges throughout these thousands of years. We're not in any particularly new uh, situation as far as just being challenged to grow because that's just how life is, obviously. But we have a particular parameters of our challenges. And <clears throat> the yoga teachings really share with us particularly these archetypes to help us grasp the nature of consciousness and the nature of our journeys and how we grow and how we keep expanding and how we keep deepening into our soul and our spirit and, and really growing, maturing in that way. So this song came to me actually through a book that I was reading and the teacher was really sharing that, you know, when the challenges come up for us, that, you know, for most people, I would say the default is protect your heart, right? Protect yourself. I'm being challenged and I'm going to close down. I'm going to bring the walls back up, protect my heart and protect my, you know, my whole being and close down, right? Does anybody feel like that? A lot of times when you get challenged, you feel a little closed down or a lot closed down. Yeah? Anybody feel that way? Okay, good. Um, and in his teachings, he was saying, what if you just breathe into your heart. When you're feeling challenged and you're feeling like you're closing down, when you're feeling triggered and closing down, what if you breathe into your heart and expanded it and, and expanded it rather than contracted it? And I was like, that's pretty brilliant. I was like, I'm gonna put that in a song because that's one of the best ways for me to remember stuff. You know, and I record it and then people request the songs and then I have to keep playing it. <laughs> and so it's part of my practice, right? And I'm like, all right, I gotta keep breathing. Breathe into my heart, breathe in this life, breathe in this love and breathe into my heart. And where does Hanuman reside? He resides right here in the heart. So he's said to be the son of the wind. And it's interesting because he's associated with the lungs. He's associated with prana, of life force. So uh, when we breathe into the heart, we breathe into what was considered like the Hanuman heart. And the Hanuman heart is said to be this place of, of that, the archetype of service and devotion. He just wants to be in utmost service and devotion. Does it, do you have some context? Anybody know a little bit about Hanuman? You know Hanuman? Okay, well, perfect. We're gonna, we're gonna learn right now. So... In this tradition, uh, as the story goes, 
uh, Hanuman is this, uh, he's, he's a child prodigy, shall we call him. He's the son of the wind, right? He's said to be an incarnation of Shiva. So he has all these superpowers right from the get-go, just superpowers. He's a virtuoso, right? And he has all this talent. He has all these skills and he has all these superpowers. And um, he's young, so he's a little mischievous, right? He's, he doesn't quite get what's going on, so he's just, he's having fun, right? Has anybody uh, felt like when maybe in your, there was times where you had a, a certain skill set or uh, uh, a certain level of understanding, but you, you thought that you were in just going to have fun or you were going to just do what you wanted to do, and then there was consequences for those actions? <laughs> Does anyone ever felt that or experienced that? <laughs> Running with authority of some kind or... Your partners, you know, you thought you're all, you know, you got, you, you know, you're doing your thing, and then all of a sudden it's like you get checked. So Hanuman, when he's young, he's doing all sorts of mischievous things, and, and he's he's creating a little bit of havoc. And particularly, there's one story where uh, he he sees the sun, and he he sees it, and he's like, man, that is like, that's the biggest mango I have ever seen. I am gonna go up and pick that mango, and I'm gonna eat that mango. And so Hanuman can fly. He's like he's like the he's like way more ancient Superman than we ever had, right? He's, he could fly. He's always like flying around. He can expand infinitely, expand and contract infinitely, he can look super small, super big. So he has you know on and on and on because he has this, the power of prana. He's the power of life force. He's infinite life force, Whew. right? No, no restrictions of consciousness. Just float away. Just fly away. So he's flying up to the sun. And, you know, at this point, he'd already, you know, I'm, I'm making the stories quick, so he's, his reputation is already uh, well known for being a little, quite mischievous. And so as he's flying up to the sun at some point, it's like, oh, we got a problem, right? So if he eats the sun, we're, we're going to have a little bit of problem here on planet Earth. Uh, so... Uh, Indra, who's kind of like the Zeus of, the, of Indian uh, mythology, he's like the king of the gods, uh, he's requested to stop Hanuman, you know? And so what does he do? He's like, okay, well, all right. He takes a, a lightning bolt and just shah, throws it at Hanuman as he's flying up to the sun and just hits him right in the jaw. And then he falls down and he falls down and he's dead. Well, now, so his father is, is uh, Prana, Pranavayu. He's the, he's the wind god, right? And it's the wind spirit. And all of a sudden, he's very upset. And so the winds start taking place on earth and hurricanes and tornadoes and all sorts of chaos starts happening. And, uh, and then Indra's like, oh, okay, hmm, I didn't think that one through so well. So he goes, okay, I'll talk, or I'll, I'll, let me go talk to, let me talk to his father. So he's talking to the wind god, and he says, okay, hey, I recognize that maybe I went overboard on this one, okay? So let's make a deal. You calm the winds down, and I'll revive your son, but on an agreement that your son will forget all his superpowers but they will start coming back to him more and more he's connected to his heart and connected to divine service and love okay so Fayu says deal 
bring him back to life. Okay, so he brings back to life. And so this is all kind of the, starting the foundation of the Ramayana. This is the, one of the great epic stories of the Indian tradition, the Vedic tradition, the yoga tradition. Yogic and Vedic tradition is kind of like, a lot of times it's kind of interchangeable. Hindu is actually a name that the British kind of just threw onto uh, Indian um, spirituality because they had I feel like my interpretation is they had no idea what was going on there and so they were like oh let's just blanket this and call them Hindus right from the Indus Valley Uh, and so they blanketed a whole massive traditions and lots of different you know segments and all you know there's all sorts of a variety of spiritual uh, practices in India so it's a very uh, generalized uh, label which actually the yogic tradition or a vedic tradition is a much more um shall we say uh um honoring and and more uh understanding of what's actually happening in this tradition and the vedas being the foundational text of india and that there have been such influence over all the traditions including buddhism jainism sikhism and what we call consider now hinduism and yoga is just this, this overarching term for uh, not only a philosophical system, but a practical system. So we have this yogic Vedantic system. And within that is the archetypes of these deities, right? So Hanuman is one of the classic archetypes in this tradition. And why? Because Hanuman, he represents the soul remembering who we are. And remembering, and as we develop and remember our gifts. So how many of you have things in your life that you feel like uh, you didn't have to work that hard at and you learned it and then you became pretty proficient at it or very proficient at it and then you became like, you know, that was something that you ended up just doing in your life as just an easy uh, flow. Anybody felt that way? You had some skills that you brought into this life? I'm gonna go ahead and say probably all of you did, but that's okay if you didn't all raise your hands. Um, because for, from the yoga perspective, we incarnate, and each incarnation we're still carrying with so much of our skills, so much of our understanding. So if you had an ease in, with language, if you had an ease with uh, physical you know, activities, you know, sports maybe, or you had an f- ease with sewing or painting or drawing or music or architecture or whatever, you know, whatever your skill set is, electrical, maybe you're easy at like rebuilding things or fixing things, and it's just like it's so easy for you. So that, from the yoga perspective, is what you already carried with you, right? And from this context, you're using your gifts that you've been cultivating. You're giving your divine gifts. And the more that we tap into that, we tap into this place of a fulfilling life. Because there's, there's a certain degree that we have these gifts and this kind of this destiny, shall we say. And it's always free will here on earth. But you have a certain destiny. And Hanuman is that representation of us remembering our gifts and then being in service with those gifts and a place of love and service, right? To the best of our ability. And when we don't remember so well, we get hit with a lightning bolt (laughs) and we fall down and we have to get back up, pick ourselves up. Anybody been hit by the lightning bolt this this lifetime a few times? To pick yourself up and just kind of like, whoa, what the heck just happened to me? Kind of like got discombobulated, didn't know who you were maybe. Maybe when life really hits you hard, it's like, whoa, now who am I, 
now what am I going to do with my life, right? So we reinvent ourselves. We're constantly reinventing ourselves. And that's Hanuman. Hanuman is that, that, that archetype of, of remembering who we are and then being in service. Being in service and humility and love and compassion. So the story goes that he, he meets Ram. And in this story of the Ramayan, Ram is, is he's, he's on this mission because he is out to rescue Sita. Sita's been abducted by this uh, demon, Ravana. And he took her to Sri Lanka, right? And so there's a whole, that's a whole part of the story, the epic is that he's on this rescue mission to rescue Sita. And Sita and Ram in this, in this story, is, it's really representing of the, of the divine masculine and feminine the virtuous masculine and feminine. And so he's, he's on this rescue mission, but he meets Hanuman, and Hanuman meets Ram. And Hanuman immediately recognizes him as his beloved teacher. Has anyone experienced where they meet someone that they feel like, wow, you're just like, you're gonna be my teacher, at least for a little bit or a long bit? Anybody felt like they've ever met their teacher before? Okay, beautiful. Okay, so you're on the Hanuman story. See how you're all on the Hanuman story? And then you want to be in service to those people, right? You want to learn from them. You want to support them, correct? Does that feel like that's part of your story? So as he, as he connects with Ram, he, you know, of course he t- speaks with him, and Ram's like, well, you know, on this mission to, to rescue Sita. And so throughout the whole story, he, and he says, well, I'm, I'm here to serve you. I've met my beloved teacher. I'm just here to serve you because I know that you're going to help me remember who I am. You're going to help me. by In being service to you, you're going to help me remember who I am. And so he does that. And then there's these series of adventures and stories where they're meeting other demons and all sorts of things where he starts regaining and re-remembering his superpowers. Right? So every big conflict that's in the stories, he regains his superpower. So one story is where like, uh, they get in a battle with some more demons, and Ram's brother gets shot by a poisoned arrow, and then he's poisoned, and he needs uh, a certain medicine. And Ram tells him, okay, go to this mountain and get this herb. And he's like, okay, good. And so he flies away, and he goes to the mountain, and uh, he goes to the mountain, and he starts looking around for the herb. And he forgets what the herb looks like. Anybody had that happen before? Go, would you go run an errand for me and uh, go pick this up? And then you go there and you're like, this is before cell phones, before, before text messaging. Uh, so he, he decides that you know, he's, he's got a problem because he can't remember and he knows that Lakshman, Ram's brother's dying. So he, he's like, well, I know what I'll do. I'll just lift up the whole mountain and bring the mountain to Ram so he can find the herb for himself. So he just picks up the mountain and moves it. So what's that symbolic of? Moving mountains for love. Moving mountains to serve. Moving mountains to, to be in that place of, of, you know, in this case, saving a life. Anybody done something like that? Have you felt like you've moved a mountain to, to save a life? To, to serve someone else? Okay. There's your Hanuman story. You're part of the Hanuman story. This is the archetype playing out through you. Then there's a point where they get to the end of India. So they're at the bottom of the south part of India. And they got to go to Sri Lanka. Well, Sri Lanka is not exactly that close to India. There's an ocean in between. And uh, 
they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. But they need to hurry. Because anyways, it's part of the story they need to hurry. So um, Hanuman says, I'm going to just, I'll just leap over there. And not only that, but I'll leap over there and then I'll shrink down and I'll be really small and I'll go relay a message to Sita that, that we're on our way. We're going to come rescue you, right? And so uh, he does that. And he leaps over, and this is the classic, the story, it's so classic, because he takes that leap, and it's the leap of faith. Anybody taking a leap of faith in this lifetime? <laughs> Hanuman. That's your Hanuman archetype, right? The leap of faith, the leap of faith over the water, just into the unknown, knowing that you're going to go into a place where there's a lot of challenges. When we might say the demon is really representative, just the challenge, the asura, in this case, the asura is, in Sanskrit, it actually means, sura means in tune. Asura means out of tune, out of harmony. So it's a being that's just out of harmony. Anybody know anybody who feels a little bit out of harmony for you right now? <laughs> this is all part of our archetype. This is part of the storyline. So we're living out the story. It never ends. The storylines never end. The archetypes never stop playing out. It's always part of the teachings. And so it reminds us, oh, wow, it's like we actually just have to make these leaps of faith. We, we do, so we sacrifice, we move mountains for love, for service. And then we, we are in this process of what is this story really about? It's like the, um, the abducted feminine. Hmm. Have you heard that story before? Maybe the, the controlled, abducted um, imprisoned feminine anybody felt that way before or you know women ladies anybody felt that way before yeah so this story is is playing out and it's been playing out of course for thousands of years and there's this rescuing of the divine feminine and the masculine meeting sita and ram so this is part of the archetype of the storyline of like of ultimately the virtuous and conscious awakened masculine and feminine re-meeting again because the unconscious has captured and abducted in this case the feminine right and there's another part of the story is that ram was a king and ram was ousted out of his kingdom because of a greedy uh, jealous, and on and on and on story. So he's kind of the outcast at, at one point, too, through the story. So, like, the, the divine masculine is outcasted, the divine feminine is abducted, and there's a whole journey. The whole story is that coming back together and then becoming back in power. And who's the hero of the story is actually Hanuman, who remembers himself, who remembers himself as he's in service to the divine. So in the end, they go to Sri Lanka, they, they have the big battle with Ravana, and of course they win, and then, they, then Sita and Ram get back together, and then they go back and rule, right? And they live happily ever after. The end. <laughs> Until the next round happens. <laughs> So here we have, we have this archetype of Hanuman, you know, and he, you'll see him all over India, you'll see him all over the world, really, and he, for those who feel that connection with Hanuman, it is that connection to the heart. It's the connection to service. It's the connection to humility. 
of remembering who we are in this journey of all the different challenges that we face. In that recovery of the divine masculine and feminine within us. So it's like we have this divine masculine and feminine and then we have the soul. And really, Hanuman represents the soul. He's the jivan, the atma. And, and then the masculine and feminine polarity is like, is like the divine mother, divine father type archetype also within us. So it's like the, the singularity of the soul and then the plurality as, the, as we develop more in our expanded awareness and consciousness and playing out in our lives because that's the way it is here on planet Earth is just the polarities. There's a lot of polarities here on planet Earth, right? So in this tradition, we do a lot of chanting. We use mantra invocation because that in the music and the mantra is said to be like the ultimate way for most of us to connect with, with the heart and connect with this archetype of the heart and service and devotion. So when we chant these mantras, that's what we invoke within us. It's like an alchemy. Like, oh, I chant, 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 and then more and more that cultivates within me or it awakens within me. Um, I feel like for my own life, I just want to share that it really, it didn't really resonate with me to Hanuman, Sita Ram. I was kind of like, yeah, you know, I got into the yoga tradition about 15 years ago. And it really wasn't until about maybe six years ago that this archetype really started resonating with me. And it, I was actually a little bit of my own, shall I say, the first kind of dark night of the soul of my adult life. And it was like, and, and then a chant came to me. I had heard it many times, but it, it finally resonated for me. And that was called the Hanuman Chalisa. And that was 40, there's actually 40 verses to Hanuman. We're not going to do that today. It's a very long one. But if you maybe know of an artist named Krishna Das, he has made it very well known in the West. But it's an extremely well-known chant. And we'll do a little bit. I'll just do a little invocation of it um, before I do a chant here. Um, but it was that mantra that really started paving the way for me to, to move out of this shadowy journey and come into this place of realizing who I am at another level, right? It's always, there's always more layers to it, obviously. But to come in that place more and more of service, devotion, and humility. So... Anybody ever experienced that at some point in their life when they had a little bit of the dark night of their soul, maybe, and they had a little bit of a, a shadowed part of journey, and then you start coming out of it? And I, I feel so blessed because in this tradition, you have these kind of support practices. And so in this case, it was the Hanuman Chalice for me, and I literally listened to it and sang it every day for two years. Because it's long, and it's not exactly easy to remember, in, in, since it's an old classic Hindi. So uh, it took me a little while to remember it. But as I practice it, and as I move through it, it, it transformed my life. And it's still with me today, maybe more than ever. And when I, I sing it and I chant it, it just it touches me so deeply. And some profound way, you know, because it's, it's beyond mine. And that's the beautiful thing about these mantras. Yeah, they have meanings, but it's beyond mine because mantras are about expanding the mind to infinite consciousness. 
and it's a particular flavoring. So mantras have particular flavorings of consciousness. So in this case, so say we're chanting to Hanuman, it's a particular flavoring of service, devotion, and humility. So when we're doing those mantras, it's like we're invoking that within us. And sure, on one level, you could just be like, oh, I love chanting Sita Ram and Hanuman. That's nice, you know. But at a deeper level, you're invoking within the, within the syllables of the mantra, the sound current, you're invoking that consciousness of humility, of service and devotion, and courage. Hanuman is courageous. He's the courageous heart to overcome the challenges that we face in this life. So it's an honor and blessing to share this with you all, and, and maybe as we will go into a chant too, that you, to, you can take that into yourself and as you experience the challenges in your life and whether you look back at your challenges or the ones that you're facing right now and to realize that this is just part of the storyline of humanity and this is how we grow. And the more that we can use, I feel so inspired to, to use these practices because they're just supports. And in fact, in even some of the traditions, they say mantras are like, they're like angelic beings. There's just angelic sound current that's just here to support us through our journey. And so as we listen to them, anybody listen to mantra music or kirtan every once in a while? You just feel, and maybe you don't even know why, you're just like, oh, that's nice. It just feels good, right? Yeah. So if you feel that way, from the yoga perspective, they would say those mantras are already penetrating into your consciousness and supporting you. They're already supporting you, and you don't even know why. And maybe you do know why. But in that context, they say they're, they're like angelic beings. They're just like the sound current itself is an angelic support for you to keep uplifting your consciousness, to keep healing, to keep growing, to be courageous. So I think with that said, let's just take a moment. Let's close our eyes. You can bring your hands to your heart or hands, you know, just relax. We'll just go into a little bit of a meditation as we invoke Hanuman. We've been speaking about Hanuman, and now we invoke Hanuman, the spirit of Hanuman, the spirit of the wind, the spirit of, of, of all of consciousness, of life force. So in this place, meditate on your life meditate on your challenges and breathe into your heart see if you can expand your heart capacity as you think or feel into the challenges that you are facing now or that you have faced or that you may know that you are going to be facing Just see if you can tap into your Hanuman heart of service and devotion, and humility, and courage. Hmm. And of course, Hanuman is an archetype of, of consciousness, of God, of spirit itself. So you tap into that. And you could even say God, divine source, Hanuman, whatever it is for you. Give me the courage. Give me the life force. 
to face these challenges and to, to really approach them and to be with them with such an open heart. And keep breathing. Like, really expand your lungs. Not just shallow breaths. Really deep breaths. Imagine your whole body filling up like a balloon. And this time I want you to just like inhale and hold the breath in. And just center all your focus at your heart center. And exhale, release. And we're going to just use a mantra of his. This is his Bija mantra. And uh, the Bija mantra means a seed mantra, it's root mantra. And so this vibration in particular is going to invoke this, this energy. And we're going to use it so it goes Om. Do om say Om. Om. And then Hum. H-U-M. Hum. Hanumate. Namaha. Namaha. That means I, I bow or I hold reverence to Hanuman in this service of this energy of service, humility and courage and love. Okay, so we'll do that. Let's do that together and we'll just chant monotone. It could be nice and quiet, whispering or internal and just focus on that, whatever might be challenging for you right now or challenging and let's, let's just do this chant. We'll do it together a few times. Inhale deeply. Om Om Hanumate Namaha 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 Om Hum 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 Hanumate Namaha. Inhale deeply. Hold the breath right in your heart. Hold it. Hold all your attention right at your heart. Hold the breath in. Hold it. Hold it. Hold your presence right now here with the breath in your heart. 
anchor your presence right here, right now in your heart. And exhale, release. Beautiful. I'd like to just close with this chant to Hanuman and Sita and Ram so you just get a feel for also just the, the sweetness of singing chants and, and just a sweet devotion. You know, mantra practice like that, it's called japa and that's just a, a really nice meditative way to keep the mind expanded and focused and shift consciousness. But this is the way the singing really is about the heart and the devotion. So there's many, many songs to Hanuman. And this is one that came through for me and it's called the Hanuman Chalisa. Oh. That was like a guitar fart. <laughs> Hanuman, you know, he's got a little bit of a trickster too, you know. <laughs> he's still got his childlike innocence, you know. Don't take these. He's like, also, he's like Ganesh. He's like, don't take life too seriously. Come on, come on. Remember, we're infinite beings. We're infinite. You know, yeah, there's challenges, but we got to have fun too. Let's fly around. Let's soar, right? Let's celebrate. Let's be in that heart, the heart of love. So we'll chant together. J, 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 Hanuman. Say that. Yes, and that means praise Hanuman, praise that aspect, the archetype of Hanuman. And then Sita Ram, pretty easy, right? Sita and Ram, yeah. And then we do Sri Ram, say that. J Ram, J J Ram. Yeah, Sri is another word like to honor that aspect of Ram, that noble. Whoa, I lost my vocal. Okay, oh, there we go, I'm back. Hanuman, he's, he's, he's playing tricks with me right now. <laughs> okay, here we go. J J J Hanuman, J J J Hanuman, all together. Your vert, victorious, courageous heart. J J J Hanuman. J J J Hanuman. J J J Hanuman. J J J Hanuman. Sitaram, Sitaram. Sitaram, Sitaram. Sitaram, Sitaram. Sitaram, Sitaram. Sitaram, Sitaram. Sitaram, Sitaram. 
सीताराम 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 श्रीराम जय राम जय जय राम 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 सीताराम 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 जय 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 हनुमान जय 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 हनुमान हनुमान जय 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 हनुमान जय हनुमान ज्ञान गुण सागर जय कपीशतिलोक उजागर राम दूता तुलित बल राम अंजनी पुत्र पवन सुतनामा महावीर विक्रम जरंगी कुमति निवार सुमति के संगी कंचन वरन विराज सुवेश कानन कुंडल कुंचित केश जे 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 हनुमान गोसाही कृपा करो गुरुदेव की नाही जो सतवार पात कर कोहि छुत बंदी महासुक हो जो यह पारे हनुमान छलीसा हो ये सीरी सकी गौरी सा तुलसीदास सदारी चेरा कीजे नय मंदेरा पवन तय संगतरना मंगल मूरति रूप रमलकन सीता सहिता हृदय बसाऊ सुरबू जय हनुमान